Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, good morning, good morning, everybody, and welcome back to. The Bible and Coffee with Daniel. Grab your Bible. <clears throat> grab your coffee. Because I have them. <clears throat> that way, we can get into the Word and get caffeinated at the same time here. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I hope you all have been having a blessed week. Um, I know I have all has been good, uh, and everything. So, and I hope that the last message was a really eye opener and a real blessing to you and really spoke to you all. Okay. Uh, it's just something that we need to hear something that we don't talk about a lot anymore. Um, a lot of churches really don't talk about this stuff and, but I want to talk about what the Bible talks about. I want to teach you and talk to you guys about what God says in his word. A lot of people will be like, wow, that stuff doesn't, you know, apply to us today and this and this and that. You know, things change and, you know, and all this stuff. But you know what? Things may change. But the Bible says that God does not change he is the same yesterday today and forever okay so we cannot pick and choose what it is we do yeah okay there's some stuff in here that pertain to cultures but this isn't talking about culture this is plainly talking about the stuff that we need to know this is jesus speaking this is new covenant stuff that he is teaching us about all right so Let's get into the word. Last time we left off on teaching about uh, or talking about adultery and divorce. Uh, this time we're going to be te- talking about vows. And uh, and then we'll see how much further we get. Okay, so we left off in Matthew chapter 5. And we're going to be starting off at uh, verse 33. Okay, so let's go ahead and start off with prayer. The Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for your beautiful word that we're about to get into. We're going to read and and learn from you, Father. We pray that you continue to teach us and show us the truth of what is written in your word so that we, we may be able to live accordingly the way you want us to live, not how the world wants us to live, not how the world has taught us how we should live, you know, but how you expect us to live a a righteous and a holy life. After all, you are teaching us the way to holiness. The world 
does not teach us the world the way to holiness, but you in your word, by your Holy Spirit, through Jesus, teaches us the way of holiness. We're here to learn more about Jesus, to be able to live the way Jesus lived, to walk the way he walked, to do what he did, and just to get a better understanding about him, about you, about the Holy Spirit, and just to be able to have that loving relationship that it is that you want to have with us. After all, it's all about relationships. We thank you, Father. We praise you, we glorify you, and we love you. We worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. So let's go ahead and get into this. I want to try not to have this go for, like, hours. Uh, Last week's, it did go a little bit longer than what I expected to, but you know what? It's all good. Okay. God wants us to hear his word and get into his word and learn. And by golly, we're going to do that. All right. So verse 33 in the book of Matthew, chapter 5. It says, You have also heard that our ancestors were told, You must not break your vows. You must carry out the vows you make to the Lord. Wow, that's a big one. You know, a lot of times we make promises and basically that's what a vow is. You know, it's like a promise. But we make promises or we make vows to God. You know what, God? If you just give me this job that I am tr- that I that I that I know is perfect for me, I will do this for you. Or I will serve you until the day I die. Or how about how about this? God, if you send me the perfect man, the perfect girl to come into my life, to love me the way they're supposed to love me, to treat me the way that they're supposed to treat me, and they marry me, and they have money, and they have everything that I want. I will serve you dearly. And what happens? The devil hears your prayer, sends you somebody that that, that will deceive you. And act the way you want them to act at first, but then acting differently after the fact. And all of a sudden, you lost all hope in God because you thought it was a God thing when it wasn't. You know, we can't... And then you don't end up, you know, serving God like you said you would. Okay? And I know that, you know, I know this is like different stuff, you know, you know, I'm just giving examples of things that we tell God when we're in prayer and that we'll do for him. 
you know, uh, if he gives us what we want. The thing is, is that God doesn't, God doesn't do that. God doesn't play that way. God will do things out of the kindness of his heart, you know, and everything. But the thing is, is that we don't, you know, we tell God we're going to do something for him and we don't do it. And, 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 and I'm guilty. I'm guilty of that also. Because there have been times that I have told God that I will do things and I don't do it. I ask God, you know, God, you know, use me today, you know, so I can be manifestation of you or whatever, you know, that people will be glorified, you know, by you or the you, not people will be glorified, but you will be glorified. Because of the work that you allowed me to do for you. Or, you know, that you did through me. You know, talking to people about him or praying for somebody that needed healing in one way, shape, or form. Or, you know, something like that. And God put somebody, you know, put somebody in my path or put somebody in your path and you don't do it. Or I didn't do it. Or I didn't do it. And there's been, there was a couple of times, there was a few times that I did that. Because I was busy doing something else. I didn't have the time. And God put this person in my path so I can help them. And I didn't do it because I got busy with something else. See, that's a big example of breaking a vow. Telling God to use me this day to put people in my path. So that, you know, for healing or whatever that they're needing. So I can be his vessel. And he can be glorified. But then he sends somebody my way, but I'm too busy. And don't even think about it and not realize that this is something that he's doing. And I blow it. I break my vow. We're not supposed to do that. And you notice here it's talking about to God. It's not talking about the people. In this in this in this part, it's not talking about people, it's talking about you must not break your vows. You must carry out the vows you make to the Lord. Okay, these are talking about vows and promises that you make to God. But I say, do not make any vows. Do not say by heaven. Because heaven is God's throne. And do not say by earth, because the earth is his footstool. And do not say by Jerusalem, for Jerusalem is the city of the great king. Do not even say by my head, for you can't turn one hair white or black. Just say, verse 37, just say a simple yes I will, or no, I won't. Anything beyond this is from the evil one. So anytime you make a vow, okay, don't say by any other things. Just say yes. Just say no. Okay, now we're talking about making vows, making promises to people when they ask us to do them a favor. If you're going to do it, 
God is saying, just say yes or just say no, I can't. Don't be like, oh, maybe, or don't say, yeah, you know, in God's name, I am going to do it. I will be there, blah, 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 blah. You know, I, I promise to God I'll be there, and then you don't do it. Okay, that is what he's talking about here. Dude, we cannot be making vows by his name, in his name, or anything like that. Don't be making vows to God, promises to God either, and and not keeping them. Okay, we expect God, we want God, we're always asking God to do stuff for us, and he does it, but then... When he does something for us, or when we say we're going to do something for him, we don't have the time to do it. We cannot be that way. Okay, we cannot be that way. We cannot be that way. And we cannot be making vows in the name of heaven or, or in the name of God or anything else and then not even carry it out. If you're going to do it, do it. Just say yes. If you're not going to do it, just tell them, you know what? I can't. I don't have the time. I'm not able to. Or even tell God, you know, God, I don't feel comfortable. You know, I'm scared. Or, you know, whatever the situation is. Okay. All right. So that was good. That was short. So let's get into the next thing. Maybe we might get done with chapter five. (laughs) All right. So revenge, talking about revenge. Verse 38. You have heard the law. And this is, again, Jesus is still speaking on the Sermon on the Mount. Okay, He's still doing all these teachings. It says, you have heard the law that says the punishment must match the injury. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. How many of you have heard that? Oh, yeah, yeah, eye for an eye. And there's a movie out, you know, there's, that's called for an eye for an eye. You know, it's like, well, they did bad to you, do bad to them. You know, it's the same thing, same thing, you know. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. You know, I mean, after all, that's what the law says. But, but, but. But, verse 39, but I say, but I say, Jesus, but I, Jesus, say, do not resist an evil person. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer the other cheek also. Wow. Now that's hard to take in. You know, letting somebody slap you and then not doing anything and then saying, you know what? Here, slap me on the other cheek. I don't know. You know, to be honest, to be honest, being in the flesh, (laughs) I don't know if I'd be able to do that. You know, um, that'd be kind of hard for me. But we, I mean, look at what Jesus did. You know, Jesus, people slapped him, they beat him, they spit on him, they whipped him. You know, they did all this stuff to him, and he didn't even raise a finger. He did not call the angels down or anything to to bring punishment upon these people. I mean, he had a mission. 
that he had to do. And he's telling us, you know, if someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer the other cheek also. Now, now, this is just me. It doesn't say anything about a third slap. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Verse 40. If you are sued in court and your shirt is taken from you, give your coat too. So if you are taken to court and somebody's suing you for whatever reason and your shirt is taken, you know, back then there would be a shirt, you know, a shirt because, you know, I mean, some people had money and it was in material things, you know, so a shirt was could be expensive, you know, like Jesus' robe, they saw it was very expensive, so they didn't even tear his robe. They didn't even rip it in half or anything like that. They cast lots to see who was going to get to keep the robe. So, same thing, you know, Jesus is saying, you know, if they, you know, if you're sued and they take your shirt, you know what, give them your coat. Say, hey, you know, be extra generous. Be extra kind. Say, you know what, okay, you know, it was wrong or whatever. You know, because apparently it was wrong because you lost the court case. So, you know what? Here. You know, I apologize here. I, I want to give you a little something extra, you know, for this. Okay. I mean, that that's, that's what he's saying. If a soldier, verse 41, if a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a mile, carry it two miles. You know, soldiers, they, they, they carry things, a lot of things, for a long period of time. Walk a, day, walk a day in their shoes when they're out rucking it, humping it, as they call it. I was prior military, so I know how it is. You know, if they need help, hey, you know what, give them a hand. You know, or somebody. If you if you can, if you have a chance to be able to help somebody, help them. Okay, go the extra mile. Give to those who ask, and don't turn away from those who want to borrow. If you have the means, I'm not. You know, and I don't think he's saying here that you know if it's your last piece of bread, even though. You know, it, there's been examples of people giving their their last of whatever they had, and God blessed them. You know, but if you have the opportunity to be able to help somebody, and I'm seeing a lot of this as showing, you know, doing good unto people, even though they may be mean to you, you know. Do good unto them. I mean, this is a teaching about revenge. We're not to take revenge. People do bad, do wrong against us. God is saying for us to turn around and do good 
to them. Do good to them. They may be our enemies at that time. But do good unto them. And this is going to get into the next the next little sec- section, the last part of verse of chapter 5. You have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Again, he's referring to all these to the all the Old Testament laws. That's why I'm saying this is all new covenant stuff. This is all new testament stuff. This is Jesus telling us this is what I want you to do. Okay. You have heard in the law, and he's teaching about the old laws and saying, you know, this is what the law said then, but I'm telling you, this is how I want you to be now. There is a change. There's a change coming. You have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, again, but I, 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 I say, I, Jesus, say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Wow. How many of you are saying right now, oh my goodness, that's a hard pill to swallow. That's like a horse pill on steroids to swallow. How in the world am I supposed to love my enemies? How in the world am I supposed to do that? God, you are asking too much from me. How do you expect me to love my enemies? How do you expect me to pray for those who persecute me? How? Why would you even ask that of me? Again, look at what Jesus did. Look at how he was with all his enemies. Yeah, he... He put them down. He called them a broad of vipers. He called them the blind leading the blind. You know... But he didn't take any revenge on them. He, like I said just a while ago, he could have called down the angels and they could have just took out everybody. But he didn't. He took it. He even said on the cross, forgive them for they know not what they do. And that's an example, and Jesus is teaching us the example of how we are supposed to be. If we are supposed to be Christ-like, we need to take this stuff to heart of what he is teaching, what he's talking about. You know, yeah, the law says this, but I'm telling you to be this way. The law was written, was broken down and given more interpretation by man but I'm telling you remember how I told you about about the divorce part how you know when Jesus was talking about the divorce that it was because of his the, the man's hardened heart so so Moses said yeah okay go ahead and just 
right out of thing or divorce. You know, that's it. But Jesus is saying, I say, I'm telling you, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Verse 45, let's check it out what he says. In that way, oh my goodness, in that way, you will be acting as two true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight unto both the evil and the good. And he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. So if our Heavenly Father, even though so many people, you know, don't believe in him, talk bad about him, curse him out, uses his name in vain, all this stuff, and you know what I'm talking about. If God, our Father, can bring the rain down for everybody to plant their crops, to 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 give them water, to refill the rivers for the, for the fresh water, to cleanse the land, give sunlight so that we can't we won't die of deficiency of vitamin D. You know, and if we say that we're followers of God, that we have God in our hearts, oh, that I'm a godly person, well, then his characteristics should be in us. So God, Jesus is saying that when we do all this, we're showing that we are true children, children of God the Father in heaven. Are you showing that you are a true child of God? Think about it. Are you showing that you are a true child of the living God in heaven? Verse 46. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are kind only to your friends... How are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. Even those who don't believe in God do that. How is that making any different? If you only love your friends, but you're still hating on your enemies. You're not doing good unto anybody else except only for your friends. But you, verse 48, but you are to be perfect even as your father in Heaven is perfect. So we need to hear what Jesus is saying. And if we are going to claim to be Christians, lovers of God, oh, I follow God. I love God, but we're not showing God lives within us. What does that make us? 
That makes us worse than... than the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Remember, remember, what I, remember, the, remember what we talked about before. Jesus said, if your righteousness is not better than those of the Sadducees and the Pharisees, you're not going to enter the kingdom. Let me, let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Because... Jesus said it himself, and I don't know if I'm going to, if I can find it that fast, but let's see. I don't know if I'm going to be able to, oh, here it is. But I warn you, unless your righteousness is better than the righteousness of the teachers of the law, religious, religious laws, and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. That was not long ago. That was not long ago that we spoke about that. So we need... We need to act accordingly. If we are going to be followers of Christ, if we're going to be Christ-like, if we're going to be Christians, then we need to walk, walk the walk and talk the talk. We need... To be Christ-like. We need to walk the way Jesus walked. We need to show the love of God. With so much hate in this world going on right now. With so much hate going on in this world right now. We need to show God's love. We need to hate the sin. We need to stop liking the things that go against God. But we need to love the sinner. We need to love the people and show them that love that God has for them because that's how they're going to come to God. The Bible tells us that we're not supposed to judge the world. That that's God's that's God's uh that's God's job job. Jesus even said I didn't come to judge the world. Cuz they're they're already judged. Our job, our job is to bring people to God, to make disciples, students, to talk to people about the love of God. But we are to judge the people in the church. If people in the church are doing wrong and they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, we are to judge judge them. We are to bring correction to them. We can't go to somebody out in the street and say, Hey, you sinner. You adulterer. You fornicator. You person with all them tattoos and everything. You're going to go to hell if you don't give yourself to God. They don't want to hear that. 
they're already feeling bad enough because they don't think God loves them. That's being judgmental. That's bringing fire and brimstone to them. No, you you go up to them. You ask, hey, you know what? Has anybody ever told you that God loves you? God has a plan for your life. Has anybody told you that? God loves you just the way you are. Let God change them. We are not to change. We're not, we're not here to change nobody. God is the one that will change them. Through the Holy Spirit, people will change. Now, of course, you can't get, I mean, you can get rid of them, but that costs a lot of money to get rid of the tattoos. God's not worried about tattoos. He's not worried about the outwardly things, the outwardly, outwardly looks. He's worried about the inwardly looks. He's worried about what's in your heart. That's what he wants you to change in. All right, guys. Well, I didn't want this to go too long, and it's already a little bit past 30 minutes. But apparently, once again, God had a lot to say. But we finished chapter 5. So next week will be, or next time, either again this week or next week, uh, we will be getting into chapter 6, and we'll be continuing on in the Sermon on the Mount, because the Sermon on the Mount goes on for a little bit, and still learning more about what Jesus is, is teaching and saying, okay? All right, guys, so remember, show the love of God. Love your neighbor, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you, so that way you will show that you are the true children of God the Father in heaven. Alright guys, so until next time, I pray that this message has ministered to you, has helped you has kind of opened up our minds and our eyes and your hearts to be able to love our enemies and to be able to help, to be able to just go out and help other people and not to try to take on revenge for, you know, for what people have done wrong to us. Okay, that's the main points of what we just learned today. All right, so until next time, love you guys. Again, please hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, share, share, hit that share button, share it with your families and friends, okay, because we all need to hear this stuff, all right, all right, guys, so until next time, love you all, God bless. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.